listening to the Apollo Podcast Network. I feel like I fit I fit right in, you know what I'm saying, with my defense, my versatility, with me being able to play the five, me being able to play the four. Overall, playing hard and just my, my, my will to win will. No, that's a fact. That's a fact. We got yeah, a lot of young talent, um, a lot of guys that's wanting to be a great team. We all got the mentality to do it, so yeah, it's going to happen sooner than later. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. What is going on, everyone? You are listening to The Summit State of Mind, the podcast of Dream Shakes and Step Backs and everything Houston Rockets presented to you by the Apollo Podcast Network. I am your host, your commissioner, Kenny, and of course with me as always is my brother, my tag team partner, the GM, Justin. Follow all of us on Twitter at JP underscore Mirabueno, at Summit Commish, at Summit SOM Pod, and of course at Apollo NBA and at Apollo HOU. GM, let's face it. We stink. <laughs> like, when the last time we came on this show, the, the Rockets obviously did not hear my declaration for playing basketball. I said, come on, the countdown for playing begins. The campaign starts now. We're going for it. Here we go. Houston Rockets play in 2023. Let's make it happen. GM, the Rockets decided, you know, we, we are like two minutes and 48 seconds uh, at the end of this uh, absolute romping between the Denver Nuggets and the Rockets in this two-game series, um, it's one seventeen to ninety-six currently, and they just had another layup. Ish Smith seems to be our daddy. GM, how are you doing tonight? Oh man, I am. I'm actually not down bad, man. This is kind of what I expected, to be honest with you. Um, Dacian Nix has looked like a G League player playing in an NBA game. Um. Tara Eason did not have have such a great game either. And, um, yeah, just a little disappointed in the effort. We were down by 20 points in the first quarter. So um, this is kind of an expectation in terms of the finish. The Rockets don't usually come back from games like that on the road. Let me specify that. On the road. So they were down bad. We're down bad. Yeah, the world the world is crumbling and like I tweeted earlier today, this game makes me want to not watch basketball ever again. That is currently how I feel. I, I, I am, yeah. I look. So this two-game series that's taking place here, we knew that game one was going to be like a tough one to get. Um, and the fact that we're going into kind of like a it was a two-game set basically run it like a two-game series where it was going to be two games at home in Denver. Obviously, playing in the Denver um, weather is, you know, another thing, too, that players tend to get more tired. Like, there there seems to be that mode of, like, breathing. Like, you tend well, to, you're, you're when you're in the higher altitude, you yeah. tend to, you know, lose breath a little quicker and a little easier. But, you know, I can't give an excuse to the Rockets because we're going to talk about these, these two-game sets, but I kind of just want to, like, overview it and like give my opinion on it before I hand it over the keys over to you and I think what I believe in this team and what I see from this team is I for the love of God I mean have some wherewithal like I don't understand like where where's the pride like where's the effort they got they got stomped they were down 20 at, you know during the like was it was it not even the second quarter yet right and they were down 20 already yeah they were down 20 uh towards the end of the first yeah I wasn't able to watch the game until the start of the second quarter so I hopped in on the second quarter 
But from the get-go, it's like they just decided to, you know, step up and just kind of jump jump in on our grills and kind of, you know, put us to bed a little early. And it's like, you know, where's the pride? Where's the effort? Um, where's the hustle? And and that's my kind of where my issues, you know, stems with this team is when they're down 20, 25, the effort just kind of goes away. The game looks very lackadaisical for them. And they don't play to the best of their ability in which we know that they're capable of playing. Like we, I believe, I still believe that this team is better than their record shows and better than losing, you know, in a 22-point lead against the Denver Nuggets, who is very talented. But, you know, we were, stri- we were stride for stride with them until like, what, three minutes or four minutes left in the third quarter. And then they went on that tremendous run. Um, in the first game, which ultimately took the lead, but we were down by as we were down by one at one point. We were down, um, was it 81 to 82 or 80 to 81 after a Jabari three point shot on a pull up? Like we were right at the lip of the cup with them, stride for stride up until that point. I am so frustrated when when this team gets down because when it, when they get down, it's like it's like the the goddamn plague, and it's very similar to last year where it's like. You see these games, and then they lose, and they're down 20, and then you blink, and they're down 30. Like, come on, guys. You guys got to put up the fight. You got to put up the effort. There's still more time to be played. There's always more game to be played, and I just feel like they're being led right now by Kevin Porter Jr., by Jalen Green, and they're going to see what they do, and then they're going to follow accordingly when you have guys like that who, in my opinion, have not stepped up and made have not put forth the effort. You can kind of tell that they're very lackadaisical uh, when they're down 20. The d- the defensive presence on the perimeter has been horrendous, in my opinion. Um, I think the backcourt have been just terrible defensively. There's just, they, they, like, how do you not pin Jamal Murray? Like, how do you consistently keep him open? I do not get it. Like, he literally had a career night, best game of the season last game in game one. And then you have another game tonight, and then there's been plays where they just leave. They're on a three-on-three fast break, and then they leave him wide open for three in the corner. It's like, how do you do that exactly, Jam? Like, how do you do that when you put yourself into the situation, and you want to be determined and coined the best backcourt in the NBA? But hey, when you play basketball, oh, that's right. There's two ways to play. There's the offensive end. Oh, silly me. There's a defensive end as well. And when you want to be called the best backcourt in the NBA... You better be damned if you and if you got to play both positions. You definitely have to be their GM. I, this 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 backcourt has not been sexy lately, in my opinion. Yeah, there have been um, defensively. That's kind of where it all started in terms of the game. The Nuggets went on a thirteen to two run to initially start the game. They started what maybe like five of five from the field, like they were perfect. Just to go off, they were completely going from you know momentum from the last game and it just wasn't a good look you know and it's kind of what set the precedent for what we saw tonight and unfortunately you know a young team sometimes we fall into that trap where it's like oh man the game's already over I mean granted Kevin Porter Jr. kept us in the game to start we were down by like three points maybe five points at some point And then, you know, then the balloon exploded and shit went haywire, you know. And sometimes this is how it goes. You know, um, Denver got a lot of good luck, a lot of good bounces where the ball would go uh, into the bucket. It wasn't even like a clean make. It was like bounce off the rim, off the backboard, in. There were a lot of things that, you know, just 
coincide with why we lost. And it was a whole team effort. And I agree with you, Ken. I mean, the defensive effort from Kevin Porter Jr. and Jalen Green, it just was not very good tonight. And you could tell they were a little thrown off. Um, And unfortunately, that's kind of how it goes. That's how the cookie crumbled. Kevin Porter Jr. himself had a pretty decent offensive game today. I mean, I'm not I don't want to say he played completely great. I think he played well. He kept us in the game. He shot eight of eighteen from the field, but he shot five of seven from three, which is amazing. Twenty-three points, six rebounds, five assists. I thought it was decent, but to go harper back on what you were what I was talking about or what you were talking about earlier, sorry. There were quite a few possessions where I saw Kevin Porter Jr. like try to contest a jumper and it was just half assed the whole time. Um it's just you know, like like you stated, there's two sides of the game, the offensive end, the defensive end. And Kevin Porter Jr. did have a pretty good game on terms of the offensive end. The defensive end, not so hot. Neither did Jalen. Like they both got caught ball watching a ton. Jamal Murray ended up scoring twenty six points. Again, you know, he scored like thirty plus points the night before. And, you know, he made it look easy. Nine of fifteen from the field, four of six from three. You know, and this everyone contributed on their side in terms of scoring. Like Aaron Gordon himself had another good game for the Nuggets. Um, But yeah, it just felt like this team was outclassed from the very beginning. Uh, Body language seemed like they kind of gave up. Eric Gordon only played 18 and a half minutes. You can, he, I, I wouldn't be surprised if you just told Tyus like, yo, just let the young guys play. Let them play. Yeah. You know? Oh, Um, absolutely. I mean, maybe I'm saying that nicely. Maybe EG said something else because it's, you know, it's. It oh, is, I mean, it, he's. It, I mean, he's done. I mean, I like he's. He's, he's yeah, ran. Yeah. I mean, he has absolutely ran his I think course. He's tired. He's. He's yeah. exhausted of this team. You know exactly. And you know, like the only positive that I could really find in this game is LP. Man, he was a minus four, which is the lowest for the team. Granted, Jalen was a minus sixteen. KJ Martin was a minus sixteen. And unfortunately, a game like tonight, where the campaign for KJ Martin to start. And KJ Martin to have such an average and mediocre game. Not even a mediocre game. He just didn't even make he didn't make any impact in his eighteen minutes. He looked he looked flubbed. He did not look like he was smooth. Um there were a few possessions where he had dropped. He tried to dunk it on Jokic. Did not work. Um you know, that agenda for tonight has to be laid to rest. But there is always a tomorrow. Um, this is that this was probably a game where it could have been like, yo, this is the time for him to shine. Granted that Eric Gordon and KJ Martin played the same amount of minutes, 18 minutes, you know? So, I mean, that's certainly something we could have looked at, but bring it back to LP, you know, LP, he had 18 and 11. He shot an eight of 12 from the field. Uh, he played well. Um, he was only minus, not so much. He was only minus four. Yeah. Like, like I said, he was, he, it was the quote unquote, the high for the plus minus for the team. Yeah. You know, and, as 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 much as you know, we'd like to look at it, look in a positive light. The overall game was bad. Jalen Green had a bad game. He shot six of sixteen from the field. Monday he shot five of fifteen. So it was just about the same. One of seven from three, unacceptable. You know, and when it pertains to all of that, like that overall just course of the game has just seemed bad. I mean, Jabari Smith Jr. played decently well like he was the only guy putting an effort in the fourth quarter defensively no I I no I'd like to say that he's been putting the effort in all four quarters that he was the only one when everybody's you know half-assing getting to their man or like lax being lackadaisical on the defense you see Jabari Smith still still getting up and down the court 
anytime someone fell, Kevin Porter Jr. fell, he's the first one to him. Shangun fell, Jabari Smith is the first one to him. It's like it doesn't it it didn't seem like anything really much affects him. You know, you whether you're down twenty, up twenty, like the effort his effort is consistent. Like that is a bona fide professional and something that we have not seen since like the contending PJ like PJ Tucker days when like PJ Tucker and Trevor Reza gave you that 48 minutes of just consistent hard work consistency professionalism like tonight I saw shades of 2010 2011 Shane Battier you know what I mean when he was with that team that was just struggling and they would like like they weren't a terrible team they were like a 41 and 41 team always hovering around 500 but like even when they were down 20 like Battier would just play consistently for the team like Jabari didn't didn't like try to do too much like even though they were down like he was still trying to move the ball mm-hmm. communicate defensively get to the spots defensively contest stay professional like he is a like this game tonight showed me that he's just a bona fide professional like he does not matter because this is the first game where we got like straight up molly like it, it was very similar to last season where it was like you know you blink you're down 20 you blink you're down 30 and then you're just hovering around that yeah it's just that is it's yeah. definitely one of those games where it just felt like uh, it was just a mountain of negativity. And yeah, exactly. Shittiness, and we just suck. Oh no, we suck again. Oh no, yeah, no, we're we're just horrible. And and it's interesting that you know that we're talking about this because you know let's if we, if we date it back to the time that we played the Warriors, this I'm gonna I have to pick because who's gonna defend the backcourt of the other team? Oh. Pfft. Silly me. The backcourt of the Houston Rockets. That's Jalen Green and Kevin Porter Jr. Look, you had Klay Thompson and Steph Curry go off on you. You had Trey Trey Young go off on you. DeJounte Murray go off on you. You had Shai Gilgis Alexander go off on you in the following game from the Thunder. Then you get back-to-back games where Jamal Murray was basically not guarded at all. When are... When is, like... That's this is what I've said from the get go, from the beginning of the season. I'm not worried about the defense at the start of the season because it's like, yo, the record is zero zero, you're at five hundred, you know, everyone gets to eat, everyone's excited. It's the NBA season. We are like inching closer to the dog days now. We are like in game twenty, like we're a fourth of the way done through the season pretty much, and we're starting to get to those dog days. So now we're starting to see the laziness that has taken over last season start compounding and happening this season when are we going to start pinning the um the points of emphasis on defense and when are we going to start um putting accountability on Jalen Green and Kevin Porter Jr. on the defensive end to be those guys that are going to lock up you want to lock them up well here's your opportunity and here's your chance like Jabari Smith could do it but then Jabari Smith has to help rebound he has to get you know, he has to get the wing players. He has to do a little bit of that. He's not going to come out of the gate and just guard like Steph Curry. That's on Kevin Porter Jr. and Jalen Green because they're quicker. They're quicker off the shoot. I just, like, I don't understand when, like, when we're in year three of the rebuild, when are we going to start putting accountability on their front? Are they just going to start letting, you know, it's like every guard that can come comes on to play the Rockets, they're just going to go off. For God's sakes, GM, Ish, Smith, Former Rocket went off. Like, come on. Like, when when are we going to draw the line here? Like, Ish Smith had an impact. Like, 
he only had like six points but seven assists tonight like he's making an impact and i just don't get it like when are we going to start putting forth that accountability towards these guys because they have the talent we know that they can guard we've seen them guard when the chips are down i need this team to come together and it's really begging the question now of where we stand as a team because now we're five and sixteen, inching back closer into the into the Wembenyama sweepstakes. I want to know, GM, at this point of the season, twenty twenty one games in now. Steven Silas, head coach of the Houston Rockets. Tell me how you feel. Where, what have we seen these last few games from the last time we talked about them, which is about a week and a half, or a week and a half ago? Man, there's a lot to dive in here. D- dive. Oh, into let's here. let's obviously dive in, man. Um, this is the I'll, Titanic. I'm, I mean, honestly, the this first is what we do. The first thing is that KJ should be starting. You know, um, that's just pretty much what it is. Um, over Eric Gordon, Eric Gordon probably shouldn't be playing, or she at least come off the bench. It just seems like because that lineup, the starting five lineup with AG in there, is one of the worst lineups in the NBA. When you insert. KJ Martin instead of Eric Gordon, they're like twenty points better in terms of defense. So, excuse me, it's just overall, it just seems like Silas. I'm not saying he doesn't know what he's doing. He's just more stubborn in his operation. Um, maybe he's just trying to make KJ earn it, but I think KJ has already earned it. That's the thing. Um, outside of that, it just it just seems like there's just so much. Have so much chaos happening. There's just no consistency. There's no consistency. Like there's in no, rotations. Like, isn't like direction. Yeah, um, no direction either. You know, I think that's fair to say in terms of, you know, being critical of him. I think that's fair. Um, I understand that there are people that still believe in the whole, like, let, let Silas cook. Let him do his thing. I get it. And, you know, I understand that we all have different visions of what we want from the team. And we, we, we just all want the same path. We all want... We all want to get better we want to be a contender again and eventually win a title everybody wants the same thing but how we get to that point up for interpretation of many people you know there may be people like you and i who have doubts about silas's decision making where there are others who will unapologetically you know pledge their allegiance to Steven Silas as the coach. Yeah, but there are other people that are on the other side that are ready to get the pitchforks and you know where the yeah. where the barbarians are at the gate. Yeah. Like and they're I, ready I, to I, trounce. I get, I get that too. I get at this that too. Point. You know, like you and I are a bit more in the middle. Um we, I we, I'm we, getting away from we that lean middle. we lean on I'm uh, leaning away from the middle. We learn in a certain certain side. Uh, you know? I lean away from the middle now. I'm leaning away from the middle. I, if honestly I this is how I feel to be completely transparent. It's like if we get more games like this within the next like ten games I don't know if Silas stays. Like I, I think that if we start losing like this in terms of this type of loss, where we go down early, there's just so much chaos. Um, I don't know if he survives to the new year, you know, as the head yeah. coach. Um, am I against that? Uh, well, it'll let you guys read between the lines in terms of that. But you know, like to me, I'm just not sold. On the decisions that he is making currently, does that make sense to you? Yeah, no. I mean, in my opinion, if if people say you're on the hot seat, I mean, uh, Silas is hot as on fire. I mean, the 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 seat is on fire at this point. Um, 
I, I've seen enough. Like, like personally, um, I, I look. I'm not an NBA coach. I'm not even a rec. I'm not even a rec ball coach. I'm not even a uh, intramurals coach. I can't. I, I'm not gonna sit here. You know, me and the GM like we're like media, but we're not gonna sit here and and be like fire Silas da da da. You know what I mean? Like. Get the pitchforks. We're gonna fire Silas. Silas is not a Silas is a horrible coach. He can't get it done. Rotations are da da da. I'll give you my my full like my full opinion on it. I, I've just I've seen enough. What I mean by that is I've given him every excuse imaginable. You know, I've said it from time from time and time again. You know, so much that he had to deal with in his tenure here. I've I've gotten to a point where I believed in him. I understood where the vision lied. Um, I believed in him as a coach. I know his his vision on an offensive like end and a perspective. But remember, at the end of the day, he was an assistant coach before he came here. So no matter what, he was answering to somebody. This was the first time where the hands were fully two hands. He had full he had two full hands on the wheel, and he was free to do whatever he wanted uh, in terms of the parameters of the team that he had and who he was working with. This hands down in all three years he's had, he's coached here. This is by far and away the most talented team he's assembled. Currently this current crop, of the Houston Rockets, you know, I can't go, I can't continue to go up and down. Kevin Porter jr. Who's in the fourth year of his career. Who's a stud when he's on, who's one of the top five bag in the NBA, Jalen green, who's a human bucket, 20 plus points a game. It shows it time and time again. He may not score all the time, but he's a bucket. Alperin Shangoon, who's easily, by far and away, one of the most talented centers in the NBA today, as of this moment. Talented. Talented. Not the best, but talented. Jabari Smith, who's up and coming. Two-way, two-way player. Like I can go on and I can go on and on down the list of actual talent that exists in this team. Why are we in year three? Why are we still trying to figure things out? Why are we still maneuvering lineups? Like, why are we not being steadfast with our decisions, being consistent with our decisions, and living with the decisions that we have? You started, begin the season by starting Fernando, right? If you were going to do it, stick with it. Like, if you, I know he went out for a while, but if you were going to continue to do it, put him back in. Like, that's my thought. That was my thought process on it. But then on top of it, but at the end of the day, look, I believe he made the right decision by letting Shangun start. Shangun should have always been the starter. I'm at a point now with him where I've seen enough rotation wise, play wise, offensive scheme wise, defensive scheme wise, where I've where I'm just like I just don't see the direction at this point. So at this juncture of the season, twenty one games in and year three of it this is in year one. Christian Wood's not on this team anymore. There's no excuses. He has, by far and away, the most talented roster that has been assembled in the last three years on this team. And you are still 5-16. and 16. There's no excuse. Kevin Porter Jr. is in year four of his career. You know what I mean? KJ Martin's in year three of his NBA career. These aren't, like, these are young players. Jalen's in year two. Alpi's in year two. Jabari's in year one. I get that. I'll give them passes because they're there. But KP at this point is a vet, and yeah, KJ team, yeah, KJ certainly. year three is a vet, like, and we're really missing Jay Sean. But bottom line, coaching is where it stands. 
culture is where it stands. And we talked about this with Matt Thomas back in August. We need to see a culture be built. And when you're 5 and 16 and you lose games in this manner and you just sit on it and I don't see any improvement next game or they don't come out with any fire or come out flat in Phoenix which they're going to which they're going to play against on Friday. They got management, the GM they they all, all got to start taking they all got to start taking a look at coaching and start figuring out what the deal is here because you're five when you're 5 and 16 and Matt Thomas said it himself when you're not building a culture something has to be looked at no you're right i mean at this point in time 21 games in it just looks like what culture exactly are they building here i i, I got to see so. like i got to understand that i need to understand the vision gm real quick AJ Hinch was hired in 2015, right? That was his yes, first year. 2015 season when they first went to the playoffs. Who was our Who was our coach before Bo Porter? Yeah, Bo Porter. I hate to say this, Silas might just be our Bo Porter. Uh, it's possible. You know what I mean? I mean like, you're like not, you get, might, you're not wrong. About assemble that. the talent. Assemble the talent because you're losing. Assemble the talent while you're losing. Mm-hmm. Hand the keys to somebody that instills that. Then stills yeah. that that culture. Now, granted, I don't want to dive too deep into that because Silas is. You're just coach. trying to dig just a little bit, but not go into like. I don't want to go into depth too much on that. But, the, yeah, yeah. So, if it continues down this path right now, and we are where we stand, can you give the fans, the Rockets fans listening, let's talk them off the ledge. What more do we have to look forward to in, in regards to this coming season? Even though we're five and sixteen, even though we're headed closer towards Wemby and less towards the playing. Exactly, looking forward to Wemby. Just <laughs> kidding. Um, in terms of our current talent, Boo. right? In, in terms no, of our kidding. current I, talent I like right Wemby. now, like we are seeing progression in terms of confidence for a guy like Jabari Smith Jr., who started off really bad, you know, in this first 20 games of the season but in the in the tail end like with the last five six games he's looked very good he's played very well he's looked impressive and he's looked more confident and that's kind of what we need in terms of that his def- and plus with that confidence on the offensive end the defensive end is keeping up pace in terms of energy execution he's played very very well on defense even though the team overall sucks defensively Jabari Smith is holding his own, and I think that's certainly something that's respectable, something to look forward to, especially when there's better, um, when the team grows, and eventually we do evolve into some form of having a defensive culture. Uh, Jabari Smith could be in the forefront of that, and of course, who are, how are we going to forget our guys, Jalen Green, the stud, right? You know, we've seen improvements. Um, the last couple games have not been so great. But I guarantee you that either Friday or Saturday, Jalen will have a bounce back game. I'm calling it right now. It's going to have one of those games. Uh, he's too good. Yeah, he's way he's too, too good. good. And I, you know, like just seeing like even the past like seven eight games, he's been passing the ball very well. Outside of this game, he's averaged at least six six plus assists. Tonight he only had three, but. Overall, his assist numbers have gone up. His playmaking has looked really, really good. And you can see him having control of the offense a lot better. 
And yeah. one last name I'm going to bring up. Let the man cook. Dacian Nix, the chef. Let him cook up the backup point guard because there is no form or fashion of where he hasn't proved that he is the Are you best me? backup point guard option. Are you telling me? Wait, were you saying this with a straight face? I am so serious. Oh my gosh. I am so serious. Let Dacian Nix cook. No, I don't know. He's not. There's no <laughs> way you can look at me no, no. with a I'm, straight I'm, uh, face. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm uh, using... Um, what Vader would say, shout out to Vader, you know, let the man cook. I know your legal name, by the way, but I won't <laughs> divulge it on the pod. Because you are Vader. You know. Um, yeah. I, yeah I, he's not the guy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he's exactly. Not the guy. Let's be honest. You know, it, and it's funny, you're, you're talking about Dacian, like Jason Nix, and I want to go like too into that or too in depth into that, but like the point guard position is such an important position, especially on a young team. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know I'm gonna quote I'm gonna quote I'm gonna quote Roman Reigns, man. So, uh, there there are not a lot of needle movers. You need a needle mover, and that's the thing. Like you need someone who can impact the game and impact winning basketball. Like I would would do anything at this juncture to get Derrick Rose to Houston. I want someone who has a winning attitude, who's, who has a winning culture, who can come to Houston and instill like a winner's mentality. Like someone like a Derrick Rose. And it's like, no offense to Dacian Nix. Like personally, like, look, I like Dacian Nix. He's a great guy. He's a bit, he, he, he seems like a good dude. Plays He plays hard. He tries. But the GM said in the beginning of the, this episode, he looks like a G-leaguer. And that's really what he is at the end of the day. He's not a needle mover. We need a needle mover on this team. We need some, but like we don't. I'm not saying we need a superstar. I'm not saying we need to go out and get a Giannis Antetokounmpo or a LeBron James or a Luka Doncic. We just need someone that can positively impact the game and has a winning culture mindset. And I think as soon as you have that, you'll start seeing the 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 turn happen. You know what I mean? Like. In 20, like, like if we continue to compare to the Astros, 2017, they wanted to win the title. So they got Carlos Beltran, who was, who was, you know, who was a winner, who won everywhere he's been. They got Brian McCann, who knows winning baseball, that they acquired him. They got Justin Verlander, who had been the world to the World Series twice, who had already performed so well and was a surefire Hall of Famer already on the Tigers. Like, those are the guys that you need. Like, like, Verlander's a superstar. But like getting someone like a Beltron and a McCann who are on the back end of their careers, like Derrick Rose is, but can impact a game in a positive manner and move the needle towards a final, a finally a winning culture, which I think this team ultimately needs. GM, I want to go ahead and move on now. I want to talk about this because I got brought up today. The rookie ladder. I don't know what it I don't know what it is, but I, I think my I think my fa- my player, my son. Is about four ste- four steps below his uh, his rightful spot, which should be number one in my opinion. But Jabari Smith, number four on the rookie ladder, and I think Tari's number five. Tari is number five, yeah. Jabari's uh, number four on the rookie ladder. Tari's number five on the rookie ladder. Jabari's actually number one in rebounds um, out of all rookies, which mm-hmm. is incredible. Um, he's averaging like seven rebounds a game. How do we feel about it right now? Jabari Smith, number four. Tari's number five. 
not bad considering he's had a pretty rough season to start with Jabari Smith. Yeah, I mean, you know, we, 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 you got to give it to Jabari. He's climbing his way back up top of those rankings. He started out very slow. But like I stated earlier, the confidence that he is gaining. And, like, for him, somebody who thrives off the catch and shoot, who thrives off good defense. And, you know, the thing about him is that if he's not getting enough touches, then there could be a problem, right? It's felt like it's certain points um in the beginning of the season i wouldn't say they were icing him out on purpose it's just more so they didn't know that he was there um you know and it's times like that where it's kind of just like where okay this team could perform better you know uh jabari could get touches here and there but now you're starting to see is that they're starting to get accustomed to where he's at on the court they're starting to find him more and you know that that's what comes with uh what is it with chemistry and continuation, right? Um, so, I mean, him at number four is totally fine. Like, I saw Benedict Matherin, Paul Piccaro are one and two. I mean, I think it's just because the stats are sexier. Indiana's winning just a little bit more. Orlando has, like, what, maybe one or two more wins than us? I have no idea. But, you know, in terms of that, I think Jabari's in a pretty good place. Tari Eason at number five is a really good spot for him, considering that everyone else in the top of the rookie ladder is like a top 10 pick i'm assuming i don't remember who number three is to be completely transparent with you but you know tari didn't have he hasn't had many good games recently the stats won't tell the whole story but overall i think tari has played decently if the he effort, made if he the made effort's still there if, it's the layups the if he made layups. his layups if my boy made his layups he would have he would have exceeded Jabari Smith and have been like number two on the ladder. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, like Jaden Ivey's number three, by the way. So number one is Benedict Matherin, two is Paolo, three Jaden Ivey, and then okay, four that and makes five. sense. That makes sense. Yeah, you know. Um, so top top eight, top no top six. Yeah, right. Top. Six, I think Benedict Matherin was the sixth pick, seventh pick. I don't remember which pick he was, but um, he was up there at least top ten. So to be the number seventeen pick. Yeah, I think, I think that's fairly uh, that's a fairly good spot for him to be. You know, I mean, if Chet Holmgren was playing, who knows where the rankings would be? But overall, I'm just happy that our guys are performing. You know, in terms of rookie performance in comparison to the rest of the draft class. But six overall pick, by the way. He was oh, a six okay. overall See, pick. they're good. There yeah. you go. Yeah, I you know, I guess all jokes aside, for me, Jabari Smith. You know, I I will I have fully invested into this into this uh, basketball player. <laughs> I I've believed in him from day one, uh, even before he stepped foot in Auburn. I you know I kept tabs on him since high school. Uh, I be- really believed in him, and I mean to to honestly to have just such a rough first like twelve or thirteen games of the season, just being at, like absolutely shitted on, like people just calling him out saying the absolute worst things this man you like you cannot people are saying you cannot pay me to watch jabari dribble like Hmm. people have literally said that people have literally said jabari can't dribble around a cone a standalone cone like i have i've heard it all and to hear all of this and for jabari to still be number four on the ladder just because of the last like six or seven games he's played is 
freaking phenomenal in my opinion. And it just goes to show that what Jabari is is more than what he what you see on the offensive end. It's it's like it's to the point where I think the media understands the impact that he makes. It, media sees it, but on top of that, rival executives sees it. Rival executives are trying to pry Jabari Smith off of the Rockets, which I think is laugh, which is I think is laughable. Laughable. Yeah, because he's not like, playing so hot. They're trying to see like they're trying maybe to gauge we'll see it, how and I'm like, value is. and and honestly, it's it's the funniest thing to me. Ha ha ha! No, thank you. Like it's it's one of the funniest things to me because now he's performing, and now we're kind of seeing what he is. But the fact that he had the start that he had, and he was still he's still ranked number four on the rookie ladder. I mean, it's nothing less than phenomenal in my opinion. And I'm telling y'all, as the as the season progresses, you're gonna see him get stronger. A la Jalen Green. Like when he was playing at this point in the season, you got to kind of see him get stronger as the games progress. You're going to start seeing this with Jabari Smith once he starts kind of putting it on, getting used to it. He's understanding the game. He's getting stronger. The game is slowing down. He's starting to understand the pace of it. He's starting to impact the game. I'm I'm telling you, by and large, and before we see it, I fully expect him to crack into that top three. If he goes on a run, scoring tear, I could see him break into the top two. I don't see Benedict Matherin being there all season, just in in my opinion. I don't see him being there after after the entire once the season is done and over with. So we'll we'll wait and see in terms of what happens with Jabari and the Houston Rockets and the rest of the season. Okay, so let's carry to go home here. There's only so much we can talk about this team. We recorded a few days out from when we recorded our last episode. Yeah, I mean, I'm tired of talking about the Mile High Massacre. The Mile High Massacre. Yeah, the the GM not. does it again. He, he's been writing, I'm you know, good. we've both been writing articles, and the GM is just, he's just killing it. He already had, he, he was literally as like, literally as we're watching the game, he's like, he's like, dude, I already got the perfect name for this. Mile High Massacre. Book it. So I'm just like, dude, all right, you got it, man. You got it. Okay, so Dude, they shot fifty three percent from three. What the fuck? Yeah, that that doesn't happen. And actually, the fact that we they shot fifty three percent, we lost by only twenty. That's that's pretty amazing, actually. And we shot, God's sakes, twenty nine percent. We only just, had two more turnovers than them, but they shot seventeen of thirty two from. But three. if it's but if it means anything though, that a lot of those threes were like practice jumpers, dude. Because they we were, were wide not. I, w- I would love to see where where Brad Muse if Brad Muse is listening. <laughs> I need I need Brad Muse to pull up the stat for like uncontested threes. How many uncontested threes were shot? I don't have the where I don't have the wherewithal to go back and watch this entire game just to count it one by one. So Brad Muse, if you're listening, go ahead and jump on that. Let's get ready to go home here. But if we can't go home without without a big announcement, obviously, uh, this episode is going to come out. The episode release is going to be Friday, which is going to be the day after. We're recording this on a Wednesday night, but on Thursday, which is tomorrow is going to be the GM's birthday. So whether you are in your car, whether you are at, you know, even fuck it, even if you're at work, you could be anywhere right now. I want everybody to join me and sing in to my big brother. A very don't, happy don't birthday. Sing oh, absolutely. Happy don't We're about sing to do it. Birthday. Come on, man. We're about to do it. We are Hey, look at me. We're about to do it. <laughs> are you ready? I'm 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 well, I guess I'm ready. I said, oh, you ready? Okay, Triple H, I guess I Happy am ready. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to Justin, a.k.a. GM, a.k.a. three-point shooter, a.k.a. Carmelo Anthony, a.k.a. Big Brother. Jeez.
<laughs> AKA article writer for Apollo. Happy birthday to you. Get it. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I just got to spotlight you yeah, one time, man. It's got to yeah. do it. Got to do it. Got to do it for the people. They got to know. <laughs> they got to understand it. They got to yeah, respect it. People got to know, man. Just kidding. I'm not, I'm not a big guy. I'm not a big birthday guy. I celebrate it very much. Uh, but, you know, I mean. You're another year older. Yeah, I mean, if anyone were to greet, uh, I'm speaking in the future, assuming that people will actually greet me. But thank you for greeting me for those that have <laughs> greeted me. Thank you. I guess. Thank you for the people I, who have greeted me because I'm supposed to go to these on Friday. Even though it's I'm a, speaking to future it's Justin, not even my birthday today. I'm but speaking yeah, to future Justin. Like you know, I'm I'm speaking for future Justin, saying that whoever greeted me, happy birthday, thank you. It's greatly appreciated, even if it's like five. 10 50 whatever i don't give a shit we had it we had um, an, like it's like an inception moment like you're speaking yeah, to your future self yeah from your past self nah dude that's that's a your bill present and, self. that's a bill and ted thing yeah you're like speak you know future you're, ted yes ted <laughs> 69 dudes like it's like what number am i thinking <laughs> oh my god dude, yeah, I, yeah 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 i mean you know like uh for people that agree just again thank you uh you know, blessed to be here. Happy to celebrate a birthday with you guys. Happy it's the the best month of the year. December might not be the best month for the Rockets, but because the Rockets will have like 20 home games and like three away games for the month. So, you know, be ready. There's going to be a lot of games played at Toyota, and we are going to be around. Bigger things are coming for the Summit in December. Um, we'll see what's going to go down. Maybe we'll be able to push out a watch party uh, we'll see. Um, we'll keep you guys updated. For Stay sure. tuned. Yeah. Stay tuned. GM, uh, you know, I appreciate you uh, for what you what you do for the show and uh, just being my partner, uh, being the partner in crime and all this, co-host, everything, my brother, my business partner. Um, yeah. Wouldn't, wouldn't be where we need to be if it uh, wasn't for you. And, I, you know, we obviously uh, have a great working relationship. Let's go for it. Let's go for another year. <laughs> My yeah. birthday passed. Your birthday passed. Let's go for another year I of guess, it, dude. I guess. I guess. I guess we're in it for the long. I, I guess we are. So I guess we are. GM, you know, it's only right. It's only proper that we end another episode uh, with your your sign off, your go home. Go ahead and give it to the people, man. The people ask for it. Give it to them one time. Yes. Yeah, so follow me on Twitter at JP underscore Mirabueno. Follow the podcast on Twitter and TikTok at Summit S O M P O D. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram's beginning to pop. We got some more clips coming through from the commish. Follow us at summit state of mind underscore POD. And make sure to follow the group, the family at Apollo NBA and our company at Apollo HOU. And also, if you guys haven't got a shirt, there might be a chance. Uh, we are, they did release gold 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 h-town versus everyone shirts i love gold thank you gold member and you know they will be there the colors are what navy blue orange and black uh kenny and i i gladly have my black and gold kenny has probably all colors i don't know um but, according to rumors but um but yeah so you know make sure to buy the shirts guys make sure to buy our shirts the rising sun jalen shirt uh, by the Legion of Stops, Jabari Smith, and Tari Eason shirt. If you guys haven't hopped on that, please definitely purchase a shirt. Let's get on that Rockets bandwagon. And also, um, purchase our boy, a good friend of the Summit, 
uh, Roberto, Birto, our boy. Um, he's been pushing out killer designs, and you know, we just want to give him a special shout out. So make sure to cop his shirts as well, man. Uh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. And be sure to check him out. Check Apollo H O U out. And uh, you know, make sure to say happy birthday to me. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's who I was saying. Happy birthday to the GM. Yeah. Say happy birthday if you haven't already. <laughs> if you're if you're listening to this, you're and you have not, you're a day late. So <laughs> go ahead and uh, go ahead and if you've missed yeah, it, bummer, go. guys. By the time by the time uh, you greet me, I'll be in Mexico. I'll be yeah, in you'll, you'll, you'll another be, country. Yeah, so. You'll be living it up. He'll be living it up. And, and every time anyone mentions that gold shirt, it's just the first thing that comes to mind for me is always, I love gold. <laughs> Yeah, I like. I wanted to just disrupt you the whole time by you were every time you mentioned gold. I just like I love gold. Yes, uh, I uh, am uh, from Houston. Isn't that weird? Oh my god! I can go. I can give you a whole thing, I know, guys. You can give me Austin a whole Powers. dialogue. I was way too number. young to be watching Austin Powers. Yeah, yeah, I was. Yeah. You know, parents. My parents obviously raised me very well. So <laughs> let's go ahead and uh, end the episode here. You can follow me as well on Twitter at Summit Commission. Uh, we appreciate each and every one of y'all uh, for tuning in, listening to us. Um, oh, and big shouts and thank yous to the people that have posted us that were tops on their Spotify, like we're that we're either t- number one, number two, or number three on their their listens uh, in terms of a podcast that they listen to. I mean, that's a real honor. Uh, that that yeah, we appreciate that you guys taking the time yeah. to listen to us, man. Yeah, like it's it's really dope to see it's humbling, and uh, like like we said, you know, we, we want to continue to build the brand, but we we love the fact that you guys have continued to ride with us, and uh, continue to ride with us, and and we'll continue to pump out episodes pump out content and uh, we just appreciate each and every one of y'all for you know tuning in from episode one all the way up to episode uh, 135 like i'm already starting to forget is it 135 episodes. or 136 maybe it might be 136 at this point really I, i'm, I'm looking through our numbers anymore. okay it's gonna be 135 this is 135 so yeah so i'm, I'm just very appreciative uh for all of y'all for just continuing to tune in and uh you know if you if you ever see us in rockets games or anything like that you know come say what's up we're more than happy to talk rockets with any of y'all. And we just appreciate each and every one of y'all uh, for listening. And, you know, we are humble, our humble graces uh, go out to y'all. So big shouts and thank yous. This is going to be the last episode for the week. So, you know, y'all have a safe weekend. Uh, enjoy enjoy the rockets despite the scores. Just enjoy watching the development of the young team. Uh, go Team USA. Uh, go Team USA. Yeah, this episode's releasing Friday. So, yeah, go Team USA. Uh, they'll be playing their Saturday morning game against uh gm help me out here who are they playing the netherlands the, the netherlands Dutch. i was gonna say belgium but then i i was thinking of gold member but then and he's then from be on Holland. the lookout i'm probably gonna be writing a pre-game preview article so be on the lookout for that um you, you had your moments why didn't you plug it yeah i mean you didn't it, help future justin very much did you <laughs> well i mean if you guys haven't make sure to read my usa versus iran post-game article and then at this point, Friday, hopefully, I already have an article out. I'm not 100% sure if that'll happen. But it'll probably be later in the day. Um, but, yeah, so be on the lookout for that as well. I'll be previewing USA versus the Netherlands. And I'm going to talk about why the U.S. has a legitimate shot to beat the Netherlands, despite the fact that the Netherlands... Uh, and they're favored. I mean, obviously... Oh, well, I mean, yeah. Let, let's not go dig too deep into no, that. No, 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 but, no. We're, um, not, we're not going to. I'm just yeah. going to say that the Netherlands has a very, very strong defense. They're, they're built to defend very well. 
but they have no offense. We just said we're literally not digging Zero. into it, and Justin is literally digging into this at the tail end of the episode. Yeah, it's fine. It's Are fine, you, fine. you said let's not dig, and you're I'm, literally digging. I'm, I'm giving. Let's, I'm, let's not dig. I'm giving, I'm giving he some proceeds of our to dig. basketball fans a little bit of soccer slash I've had enough, I've had European enough of, football. I've had enough of the caveman, a.k.a. Uh, Zero, a.k.a. Uh, armpit, a.k.a. squid. I've had, I've had enough. Uh, this is a basketball podcast. <laughs> it obviously jumped off the rails real quick. So, well, you know, it, it, I, I'm also stopping because if y'all want to tune into more stuff, you're gonna have to read his articles uh, to get his to get his full thoughts on it. So be sure to check that out on ApolloHOU.com, where you can get all of our articles and everything else. Like I said in the beginning and at the end of this episode, we appreciate each and every one of y'all. Have a great weekend. Have a safe weekend. Uh, go Team USA, and of course, at the end of this episode and every episode, go Rockets. The Summit for, 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 for Life.